So you often will see in our polls or in um, our communication, we talk about spiritual gifting. We, we often reference it as um, personal calling, understanding your personal calling. You could also say it's um, the way that God has wired us or um, the, the gift that we have to bring to the world. And in Ephesians, we have uh, Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. And Paul says this, and God gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. And so we have this text that, that in this, it highlights five expressions of God's spirit and, and what those expressions might look like in us as we live them out. And so most are familiar with teachers and how they function. Uh, many are experienced with pastors, that pastors can act like shepherds or counselors, um, Many of us, when we think of evangelists, we'll think of a street side and somebody uh, with a big sign that says, the end is near. Anyone ever see that sign? <laughs> but this idea of prophets is kind of what we wanted to just take a little bit of time this morning to consider and to ask um, God to speak into for us. Um, whenever, uh, so I remember... Um, I remember sitting on my grandma um, Nefsker's steps and um, leaning down and sneaking to see the news about the Gulf War when it started. I, I remember um, not understanding, but I, heard, but I heard this statement from one of the newscasters and he said, this is the sign of the times. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. And it's so crazy. I, I went to bed. I was scared. And when I was in bed, I was pleading with God. And I was saying, please don't come back until I get married. <laughs> you all know that uh, God, you know, has fulfilled that. <laughs> we, had, we had a good agreement around that. And Tina and everyone else in this house is a, a blessing that has come from him waiting because of my request during Operation Desert Storm. But I, I remember hearing those words and it was like um, it was speaking this heaviness over the situation. I also remember um, being on tour with Bo and I remember going to the, the Vineyard Church in California, Anaheim Vineyard. And I remember um, sitting in that space and they would have the worship band going and their worship, uh, the music was amazing. But also there would be this moment where they would stop and people would stand up in the audience and like they would bring up the house lights. And when they brought up the house lights, then people would start saying things like, um, the Lord is saying, or thus saith the Lord, or these statements. And sometimes they would say them and it seemed like it would just kind of go, you know, and like fall flat. And then there were other times somebody would say something and it was almost like the room 
got pregnant. And it was like, there was this immediate feeling of expectation. What does that mean? When they say that, what does that mean? And then they would take time to listen for each other in the room. And they would help each other to try and understand what God might be saying to their church or to individuals. And then oftentimes they would then offer prayer and they would say, oh, this person said this. And if that moved your heart or if you felt like that was you come forward and we're going to pray for you. And it was interesting because I, um, I would say that the weight of the newscaster's words and then the weight of the words in the room of the Anaheim Vineyard, they would kind of hit, they both kind of hit me in this um, same way of there's nothing I can do about this. And what the difference between the Anaheim Vineyard's words was that there was a hopefulness, meaning that I could not change what God was bringing or what God was doing. And it's been interesting because that has kind of uh, connected to some of my prayer language where I pray for others. And I will ask, I will ask for transformation that nobody can take credit for. And so I'll pray for them that, that God would bring about whatever is needed and that none of us would be able to receive credit for it. And a way that we've been saying that, and that I often say it, is that one word from God can change everything. One word, whatever your situation is, whatever your, your circumstance is, one word from God can change everything. And so this, this is why we care about the gift of prophecy. And so in that text, it says that prophecy is for the perfecting of the church. Prophecy is for us to grow in unity and that we, we become more of a reflection of Jesus. So the prophet asked the question, are the people of God hearing God's voice and actually responding? So when I say that, that might stir some of your hearts right away. The prophet's concern is are the people of God hearing God's voice and actually responding. Prophets have this natural gift to see beyond what most of us can see before the good of others. If they sense that God is saying something, then they bring that revelation to the community for the community's interpretation. And then together they move towards an application. So I'm gonna share with you this little um, drawing, if it didn't go away. So we talk about up, in, and out. And we say that there's a natural flow of up, in, and out. So up is our communication with God. Up is where we receive from God. And then we move from up to in. In is our little pack. It's our people. It's our tribe. It's those that we're actively regularly doing life with and we have trusted voices into each other's lives if you don't have an in you're not experiencing the fullness of life that god has for you kate referenced her in when she said oh, i was walking with renee and renee said this to me that's our in and then and then we move from in to out and so we say having a balanced up in and out is living a balanced life of jesus so what we can do is in prophecy, what we recognize in prophecy is that there is a balanced approach to prophecy. 
And so in the up, somebody receives something, a revelation from God. They say, I think I've heard from God. And that's always the best posture. I think I've heard from God. I think is the difference between a mature prophet and an immature prophet. <laughs> I think I've heard from God. And they bring that up into their in and they say, I want to present to you what I think I've heard from God. And in that end, there's conversation and there's listening. And we would say that that is interpretation. And so together in community, we interpret what God is saying. And then from the end to the out is where we move to what is the application. So then what are we to do? Remember that in the scriptures, they're like, what are we to do after we've heard from God? That's the application question. And so uh, the apostle Paul says that the prophet comes with their sense, uh, brings it to the community to weigh it and to give an interpretation and the prophets to share it with us and then to release it and leave it there and kind of back away <laughs> and say, let's see what you all make of that. As opposed to coming in and saying, I am a prophet. I've heard from God. This is what we are to do. You feel the difference. So the immature prophet will often step in and go from up to out. Up to out. And they leave the in out of the process. In contrast to that, it's the mature prophet that comes humbly and says, I think I'm hearing from God, and then presents that revelation to those that are trusted as their community. And then the community interprets together and says, God, what are we to do? What are we to do? What is the application? And so I wanted to give this bit of um, background teaching because this morning we want to actually share this happening in our community. And so this morning, um, Nasha is going to share with us that sh she was hearing a revelation from God and it actually came to her through a dream. And what Nasha did was Nasha brought that in. And so she brought it to a community of, of trusted brothers and sisters and said, let me present this dream to you. And out of that, there was listening and then God spoke to Kate in the midst of that, and then Kate shared back. And we wanted to actually break it down this way so that you, you could experience it together. And also, you are our in. And so even now, as Nasha shares her dream, I want you to have those ears on of listening. What is God saying to you as she shares her dream? And is the Spirit of God attending to you that you would even be participating in this interpretation and in its application. So Nasha, I'm gonna send it over to you. I'm gonna stop that share. And then Nasha, after you share, Kate, you'll pick up. I'm not gonna talk in between, okay? Good morning, and I'm already unmuted. So if anyone has heard me speak before, um, 
you know, I've talked about listening and acting on that. And that funny feeling that happens when I'm hearing and what I do with that. So that still happens. And most recently, um, I feel like I've also been hearing in my dreams because they just kind of don't make sense. And they're typically after um, praying for something, which I think is specific, but it might not be the answer to that prayer. So um, going into this, first of all, what Nate said at the beginning, excuse my background noise, because I'm very used to it, but it usually bothers other people. So just, you know, extend grace. But also with this, um, every test I usually take, whether it's fivefold gifting or something with GPS, uh, prophecy is my like number one and then teachers usually under that. So the, oh, one more thing. When decisions are made at Genesis, there's a lot of prayer and listening that goes into that. Um, and I don't mean like we're gonna pray for this so we'll have a response by tomorrow, like ongoing prayer, continued prayer to see what we should do and to listen for God in that direction. So that was the ask of the elders to pray. Um, and the prayer had to do with uh, what are we doing or what is it gonna look like? Or if we should start to try to do more in-person gatherings and what that might look like and what was our sense behind it. So with that prayer, I prayed like every day, didn't hear anything. I didn't feel like I heard anything. And then like the day before we had to kind of, or two days before we kind of had to talk about it or give our impressions, I had this dream. And in that dream, it was like a family, but it wasn't like a household. It was extended family. So like aunts, uncles, cousins, um, brothers and sisters. So probably generational of a whole bunch of people together. They were laughing, having fun, talking, enjoying their time together. And they were at a shopping mall all together doing this. Then suddenly a portion of the group, like if it was 15 people, 20 people, it might've been eight people just disappeared. They were just gone. Um, and the rest of the family was running around the shopping center trying to find out where the lost people were and going in and out of stores and asking if they had seen them and they were never found. So the remainder of that family was devastated and they were just kind of sat in the mall crying and mourning and couldn't understand what happened. And when I woke up, I had an overwhelming sense of sadness. Um, but like I said, I didn't know what that dream was in response to. So after talking to Bo, he said I should share it with our elder group, which I did. Um, and things about hearing and listening sometimes is you don't know what to do with it. But like Nate said, you're supposed to kind of put it out there and leave it alone. Um, so for me, I was thinking about it for a couple of days and then talked to Bo and then he said, nope, share it with the group and let other people interpret it. And actually once I did that, I was good. Like I have not really thought about it much more after that. So that weight of trying to figure out what that might mean was kind of lifted off of me and it, it is what it is and it's just there. So that was the dream. And from sharing that with the elders, there were um, a couple of interpretations and um, 
Kate is going to share her interpretation of that dream because I kind of had one interpretation, but at the same time, didn't really know if this was in response to my very specific prayer, but that isn't really for me to decide that. So Kate's going to share her interpretation. was like a word from God or that I heard I did not hear like oh yes this is exactly what yeah because we got lost in the switch there okay so when I read Nasha's dream I didn't have this overall sense like God is saying blank and and maybe sometimes prophets or prophet interpretations do have that oh I know exactly what this is referring to but I definitely just had this sense as we are looking at our community and the fact that we aren't together in person, I got the sense that I think her dream is talking about those that right now are not remaining connected to the body of Genesis and not necessarily not attending Sunday services, but maybe are the ones that are feeling really disconnected and without community. There are the ones that we don't know or aren't aware or haven't realized that maybe they aren't checking in in small groups or they aren't coming in on Sundays. And before it was a little bit easier to note that because we were in person and we would see around, but now it's more difficult over Zoom. And so I just took a swing and said, I think this could have something to do with, are we supposed to be doing more as a staff and elders to figure out, and, and just as a community, who are the people that are lost right now? Who are the people from our community that through COVID and our, our inability to meet in person have kind of fallen off? And so that was just, my attempted interpretation, and it, I think it settled enough with some of the other elders that it felt like potentially that was God saying that this is maybe the direction we need to go in with that. Um, and I just want to just a side note on, I don't test as a prophet. Actually, it's one of my lower ones, but I have been really encouraged. Um, Jim Nazinski in our small group is huge on just taking swings. And he always, you know, he uses a ton of analogies. And one of his favorites is you take a swing and sometimes you hit and sometimes you miss. And so the joke almost in my group is that I, I cannot no longer say, well, I don't normally get visions or, or words from God because we practice it so much in our group that I do end up getting them. And I have no idea if they're right. Like Nate says, like, I'm not coming here and saying, thus saith the Lord. I, I have never approached it um, after that, but I'll say, oh, I got this one vision or I got this one picture. And it's only because I'm asking God, give me a picture, give me a word, give me, give me something as I'm praying for this person. Because the reality is with the fivefolds is that Jesus embodied all. He was apostle, teacher, pastor, prophet. He was all of them. And so if we are disciples of Jesus, it is saying, and we have the Holy Spirit in us, all of these fivefolds are accessible to us. Now we are more strength we have, we have certain ones that um, are easier for us to access, but it's not to say that any of them are not available. So if anyone out there is like, I'm not a prophet, I will never receive a dream or something that could be from God. Well, it's available to us because it's available because, because we have the Holy Spirit in us. So it is really, I mean, Jim would say, continually ask, give me a dream, give me a word, give me a vision. Like if you're just open to it and then you take a swing and say, Hey, this is the this is the word picture I got. The Nazinskis are always coming up with random weird ones. Shannon is hilarious with some of the ones she comes up with. And she's always never, she's never afraid to take a swing. And some of hers are random and, but then some of them land. And so I just want to encourage you guys, like, if you just say, Hey, Lord, can you, can you 
increase this prophetic gifting that I know is available to me. And then you just take a swing and then you bring it, like Nate said, to the inn where for interpretation. So just an encouragement that just because like I do not test high as a prophet, but that doesn't mean that I don't try to access that or strengthen that um, gifting that is available to me. So That is awesome. Thanks, Kate, for sharing that. So Church, did you get what just happened? for us. So, so far, Nasha had a dream. She's like, I don't know if this was the pizza I ate the night before. I don't know if this was my prayers. I've been praying for two weeks. I don't know, right? But it had something that resonated with me and I couldn't let it go. I shared it with others. And I said, I don't know, help me. Ask God, sit with it. And Kate was like, huh, I don't know either. But boy, this is coming into me. What do you guys think? So I was there with the elders, I heard it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like Jesus, this smells like Jesus to me, this feels like Jesus in the dream and the interpretation, right? And so part of it is putting before you guys in, to interpret it, and, I, and I'm seeing the responses here where it was like, um, you know, Amanda saying, gosh, I had that same sense, Ken Burt, I had that same sense, right? And, and, and just that, that affirmation, right, that, those confirmations. It's mouth, it, so, so this is, you know, in the scriptures, First Thessalonians says, hey, don't scoff at prophecies, but test everything that's said, right? We're not trying to be dumb, right? We're not trying to be foolish. We're trying to test. And so, so we test it. And we're like, does this seem like Jesus? Does this feel like Jesus, right? And um, so, so in it, it's sort of like this whole idea of this family and, the fa and people being gone, right? Being missing and that sorrow from that. Jesus talked about a hundred sheep and one of them was lost and that the good shepherd goes after the one, right? Hmm, seems like Jesus to me, right? I, I, could, I could align that to what Jesus said about caring about a family. This isn't, this isn't people who are like wandering off from, from Genesis, right? We're just saying these are people who might be hurting. These are people who might be lost. These people might be struggling to have hope, to have community, to be a part of family, to know that they're cared about in family. Right. And so that seems like Jesus to me. Right. So we're we're in the way testing it. Right. We're, we're, we're testing the dream. We're in testing the, the interpretation. And this is first Thessalonians, first Thessalonians 5, 20 to 22. I'm going to copy it and throw it here in the chat. Um, in there. Right. So don't scoff, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil, right? So we want to take hold of what is good. And when we hear something that looks like God, we take a hold of it if it's good, right? Is the goodness, does it look like God, does it smell like God? So we're putting out there for us to do that. And to hold on just doesn't mean like we hold on to it and like, oh, this is good. No, that means you do something with it, right? That's the application uh, portion of it, right? So again, here's another scripture that's talking about this. This is one that, as I've been leaning into prophecy during this time, because I, I feel like it's one of the things the church needs. This is 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14. This is, um, I, it, it's writing about prophecy and I've edited the text, not in a way that, if you want to look up the context of it, you certainly can, but this is what I thought was important. 1 Corinthians 14, let love be your highest goal. That's what we're aiming for, right? This isn't about us trying to be right. This isn't, this is about us letting love being our highest goal in the body and in the world, 
Um, and then it goes on to say, but you should also desire the special abilities the spirit gives, especially the ability, the ability to prophesy. prophesy. And then it goes on in verse three, the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them and comforts them. One who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. So what I think is happening here, what God is wanting to speak into this is something that would strengthen us, that would encourage us towards God's good, that would strengthen the entire church, right? This is bigger than an organization called Genesis. This is the people of God and what God is wanting to do in the world to strengthen us. So this is good. Love is the goal and we should desire what the spirit is giving and it strengthens, it encourages and it comforts. And it does this for the church. This is why it is there. So I want to put this in front of you with this today, right? So what you're seeing and what you've heard today, is it strengthening the church? And is it encouraging us towards the purposes of God? From what you've heard in the stream and in take, sort of taking this, is it doing this part to strengthen us? And so when Nate showed up that image, it was there is revelation from God. There is interpretation that happens in the body and then application. So with this application, when our elders heard it, they were, they were kind of putting out, oh, what, what, is, what does it look like for the staff to interpret this? What does it look like for the elders to interpret this? And I'm like, no, my sense is this is for every one of you that I need. I'm sorry, not interpret to, but to apply it. I, need, I want every one of you to apply this, to, to take this and to live into it to hear from, to take a hold of what Nasha heard, what Kate is interpreting, what other people are saying is true, and then say, okay, I think God might be saying this. I mean, this definitely seems like God to go love each other, to love those who are missing that we, I don't see, someone who I might think um, is, is, is not remaining connected in a body, right? Who might be feeling lonely, who might be that, and to, and to say, all right, what, um, what, what does that application look like for me, how do I apply what God is saying? That's what I'm inviting you to ask. We're inviting you to apply this. And I want to create a little moment to invite the Holy Spirit to do so, right? To invite you to, to, to apply what we're hearing. What do we do? What do I do with this? All right, who? Those are questions, Lord, who are you inviting, right? Is there a who to this text? To the family, is there family that's missing? Are there people that you don't see? Is there someone the Lord brings to you, a who that the Lord brings to your mind to apply? And then the other question would be, what, what, Lord? What are you inviting into? And if love is the highest goal, you can't be wrong here, right? You, you, you can't be wrong. And, and, and I would even say, hey, we have this, like, even if you're looking away to even throw it out there to somebody. Right. Like, hey, we, we, this might be from God, but there was this sense in our community that God was encouraging us to reach out to some people who who were lonely, who were missing. Right. Who felt disconnected from family. Hey, you guys, I know what it's like to be disconnected from family. I know what it's like not to be included in family. And it hurts. I know what it's like to be on the outside of family. Right. And so but I also know what it's like for someone to pursue me. And say, you're my family. I love you. Are you okay? Are you okay? This isn't about saying you need to show up on Zoom church services. This is about somebody saying, I love you. Are you connected? Are you okay? Your family, right? So um, what, what shall we do? 
And so for the way this multiplies is we actually take hold of what we're hearing and we apply it. So can, can I encourage us to take a moment here and ask God to prompt us? You may not even have to ask, but you're like, yeah, this sounds like God. I'm going to just take some swings at people. I'm going to go through my mind and say, who's the family that seems to be missing? What would it look like for me to reach out to them and love them? That would use taking hold of it and immediately obeying it out of love for others. Or you're saying, okay, God, nobody comes to mind. How about you bring someone to my mind? And so let me just pause with that and ask. And, and know that I'm actually asking every one of you to ask. So if you're folding laundry right now, I'm asking you to stop. If you're vacuuming in your house, I'm asking you to stop. If you're doing the dishes or playing a board game or answering emails, I want to invite you to stop and pause and listen. So all you guys got your cameras off and you're doing other fun things, other interesting things. I'm not for sure what you're doing. Let's just pause and invite the spirit to um, help us to put some language from this interpretation to application. All right, sound good? So Father, speak to us about this dream and applying it for family who's missing. Bring to mind, Lord, missing family. That we might pursue in your name out of love. As you paused, right? I mean, part of this is um, is testing it and say, does this seem to be like God? The elders and us and the work on, hey, it seems like God to me, right? And but we're we're putting it to you. If you think it seems like God too, then we want to apply it. But we're inviting you to apply it. If you didn't hear a name in there, right? Like when I just prayed that time, there wasn't really a name that popped to my mind. It doesn't mean that there's not people that God's inviting me to go to. I want to hold on to this. I want to step into it. So follow through is on me. It's on you to follow through. That's what discipleship is. It's follow through. We're following through on what we've heard from God. There could be family that's missing. That could be literally for you. That could be figuratively. That could be with Genesis. I don't know, right? But whatever we do, because we feel like the Lord is saying to us, that's called obedience, right? That's listening to God and acting on it, hearing and doing. And we're inviting you all to hear and to do and to experience the joy of that, the multiplication of this. I encourage you to share this word with others and let them obey it, receive it, interpret it, apply it. Did you guys get a sense? Use the chat. Throw up your hand. This thing, my God. Put it in the chat. I, I'm, I'm looking for your participation. You can throw it into the chat. You can throw up a hand. You can comment. You can react. 
the last thing before we dismiss in this, if you're wanting to grow in this, the other thing we've been trying to encourage people to do, nobody's taking me up on actually commenting. There we go, Dan. <laughs> One more thing. Um, we were encouraging people to write cards, right? So Kate had a neighbor, right? Uh, we're encouraging people to do an encouraging card. But with that, we're just not asking you to be nice in a card. We actually want you to be prophetic. And we want you to ask God if there's anything encouraging for that person. So an application could be, you may want to write them a card and send it to them, right? So uh, I'm doing a Zoom call at 2 p.m. today in order to invite people with me just to listen. So what we'll do is I'll gather all those people for 10 minutes. We'll sit there and probably be silent, right? Or five minutes and just ask God. We'll have a person in mind. We'll listen. We'll see what comes together. We'll help each other interpret what we've heard and then how we could write that to them and not be too weird, um, but also be bold and honest about God's encouraging word he might have for them. If you're interested in being a part of that, if you want to be a part of that call, this is for the, the, the encouraging card, right? It's a chance to kind of listen to God and write out what could encourage them. Throw your email into the chat and I'll send you an invite. I'm doing one at two o'clock today. Um, other part of our team are doing some all this week on different nights. And it's the chance to do this in community. So throw, throw your email here into the chat and I will send you a link at 2 p.m. today. So you can join into my call um, where we're just gonna kind of listen and do that. But otherwise, here, here's my encouragement, church. Uh, take a hold of what God is saying to us. Take a hold of it and, and of this, this picture, this dream, this interpretation, and act on it. Right? Act on it. And I pray you'd experience the joy, the, the refreshment of seeing God's faithful movement um, around us. Nasha, Kate, thank you for being willing to share this with us to share your stories, right? Church, thanks for practicing with us in this today. Um, may you hear from God and act upon it. So Father, thank you. God, um, impress upon us, God, what we've talked about today. Let us not um, let it go by. Let us be quick to hear from you today and your desire to love other people, your concern for family, your concern from other people. God, you're a loving God and you're concerned for those who are lost or are on their own or are, are hurting right now. And we don't even know. So come, Lord, we pray. We thank you that you hunt for us, you go after us, and you're, uh, you're good to us. Amen. I'll hand this over to Nate. He'll <clears throat> close us off today. Well, as you uh, go into your week, uh, we bless and pray over um, your plans, that they would be a gift um, and refreshing to you and to others. And we ask for the Spirit of God to enter into those spaces in our hearts where we're experiencing loss and we're experiencing the mourning of what we usually do. And so, Lord, would your Spirit breathe into the vacant place where tradition has sat and uh, would you bring wind and um, a freshness to us this week as we step in uh, to a holiday that should be filled with 
gratitude and worship and thanksgiving. Continue to shape us to be your people. And uh, we trust you as you go before us. And I just pray in Christ's name. Amen. We'll, we will lift the mute so everyone can chat and talk. And thank you for uh, being with us this morning. Okay, you, you should be able to unmute and talk. You can throw on the gallery to see everybody. Facebook, thanks for joining us today. Have a great Thanksgiving. Use the chat on there if you need anything. You can put your comments on there and I will stop recording as well.